Howdy! Howdy! God bless Texas, right? We live in the greatest state in the entire union and the most exceptional nation in the entire world. That is something to cheer about, isn't it? I'm probably not going to talk much from my notes tonight, but I just want to say that I am so excited to see you here. You look good. Tell your neighbor you look good. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look good. You know, we actually have one marriage from, this, at the, from the last summit, so somebody met their wife and their husband here, so you never know. <laughs> actually, it's him right there. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, God is good, isn't he? Man, this entire event, it couldn't have happened without so many people that supported this effort. Every volunteer, every donor, all of you, the youth, um, thank you so much for supporting this effort. And I am probably going to miss someone tonight, but Right Side Broadcasting Network is also here tonight. And they're, man, they're awesome. So make sure you go like their page on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, they're awesome. I'm probably going to miss somebody, but thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, from my heart, it's, it's awesome to see you here. We have some special guests. Um, we have Congressman Michael Cloud. I've followed his race for uh, back when he ran in the special election. He did a great job so far, and we're just honored to have Michael Cloud. Michael, uh, would, you, would you raise your hand, and uh, Congressman Cloud, everyone, I don't know where he is, but... He's just somewhere. Okay. We have Congressman Louis Gomert, who you're going to hear from. Congressman Madison Cawthorn's going to be here at 8 o'clock. And we got so many other special guests you're going to hear from tonight. Kaylee McEnany. Donald Trump Jr. And Ted Cruz. So we got so many special people. I'm probably missing someone. But we're so excited about this, this event. And we're going to do so many... We're going to do so many great things, and we're going to make a difference uh, to lead our generation. That's what I want to charge you with tonight. And I heard this line, actually, from Congressman Madison Cawthorn, and something he's really inspired me with is that, you know, young people really built America. They really, really did, guys. So George Washington was 21 when he first received his military commission. Abraham Lincoln was 22 when he first ran for public office. Thomas Jefferson was 33 when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. There were a dozen signers under the age of 30. James Madison was in his 20s when that was written, and in his early 30s when the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were written. Guys, young people can make a difference. You don't have to wait. Yeah, let's, let's cheer for that. You don't have to wait till you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. You can start chasing your dreams now. So what I want to ask you to do at this conference 
is to drink some caffeine, take some notes, and, and pay attention, and let's pray and ask God to reveal his plan and purpose for our lives. Because I believe that God has a special and unique purpose for each and every one of us. And God will use us to make a difference, uh, not in just this community, but we can collectively make a difference throughout this state and this country and in this world. God has, em has empowered you to make a difference and to serve other people, to love other people, to make a difference. And I want to encourage you and remind you that this is a Christian, this, was, this nation was founded on the word of God. 29, yeah. Guys, 29 of the 56 framers of the Constitution were seminary graduates, deeply avowed Christian men, and they prayed together, and they prayed for this nation, and they forged the Constitution on their knees. And so a lot of what was taken um, for the Constitution was actually from the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. You know, there's a reason why it says, in God we trust on your dollar bill. There's a reason why we pledge allegiance to God. And if you go into the U.S. House of Representatives and you look up, you'll see a lot of scholarly thinkers, but you know, you'll see Thomas Jefferson, but they're all looking at one central figure. When you look up in the Capitol Dome, you're looking up at Moses looking down on you, holding the Ten Commandments. And, and, and I think that's important to remember, that the reason why America is an exceptional nation, one of the biggest reasons why, is because God has blessed us to be a blessing all across the world. Not only has he used our country to spread freedom and democracy, but he's also used this country to spread the gospel because 70% of the missions work is funded because of the United States of America. It's, God has blessed us to be a blessing, to, because to whom much is given, much is required. And so God uses our country to make a difference throughout the world. And, and, and that's not a Republican or Democrat thing. That's just God has blessed us for a reason. There's a reason why Ronald Reagan said, we are that shining city on a hill to the glory of God. Because God has put us in a unique position that most economically, militarily powerful nation in the world and so we need to pray for our country right now because there's some very terrible things going on and, and we have some very uncertain times. We don't have competent leadership. And so we need to pray for this country because 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if we humble ourselves and seek his face and repent of our sins, then he will heal our land. And so God can heal America. God can save America. It's not one politician that's going to save America, even though I love some of these politicians that, that, that use that slogan. But it's God that can save America. God will save America. And God put the right people in that position, and Donald Trump knows this will. God put Donald Trump in that position, and he's used him to make a difference all throughout the world. I believe God saved our country for many, many more years and preserved America because of that man, Donald Trump. 
And so we need to pray for the Trump family, the Trump uh, team. And, and I know that God's going to use them tremendously. And I know that God has great things in store for America. I believe that eventually, as things happen in America, it ebbs and flows, it, the, the left will overreach, and I believe that at the right time, it will be morning in America again. So we need to pray for this country. We need to seek his face collectively so that God will continue to bless America. When we sing that song, <laughs> it's not just something we parrot because it's a good song, but it's because we're asking God truly to bless America. That's the heart that we should have. And individually, I also want to say this to you, individually, that God has a plan and purpose for your life. And when you surrender yourself to his plan and purpose for your life, when you seek to be close to him in prayer and ask God to, to show you his will for his life, for your life, and I, I believe you find his will in his word, then God can use you to make a difference in your community. And what does that look like? Maybe serving at a food bank, maybe that's serving at your church, maybe that's serving with your pro-life club, maybe that's serving with your local conservative group. Um, it's, it's using you to make a difference in your community to affect the lives of other people. And I know if you give your life to service and you don't make your life about you, if you give your life to service to making a difference in other people's lives, then you will have the most fulfilled life. It's not the people that have the most money, although money doesn't hurt. And you know, one of my mentors, Rafael Cruz, he's here tonight. He has a funny quote, he, you know, he said, that I've been rich and I've been poor, but rich is better. <laughs> I love that quote because, you know, he says that, he quips, but, you know, he, he knows his life has been given to service. And you'll hear from Rafael Cruz uh, tomorrow, and he's an amazing man, and he's, he's escaped communist Cuba, and he's done incredible things, and he raised an incredible son, Senator Ted Cruz. But my, my, I, to get back on target here, my point is, is that God can use you if, if you have the right mindset and you, you don't live for things that are not going to matter, but you live for things that actually matter. Don't waste your life on things and on people that don't matter. Give yourself to service to others and making a difference in your community, making a difference in your church, making a difference for God, and you will have a fulfilled life. And when you, when you ask God for a vision for your life, you know, that I think is the first step, you know, to give you some type of a plan to make a difference. Maybe it's starting a, 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 a club, an organization. Maybe it's starting a business. Um, maybe it's, it's asking the right person out. I don't know if that, what that looks like for you, but, <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe it's running for office and we need young people to run for public office. And he'll use you to make a difference. So ask God for a vision and a plan and a purpose for your life. And you know what? I, I don't think you will be disappointed because if you surrender yourself to God's will and you ask him to use you, he can and he will. I'll tell you this story about me. I, I grew up a pastor's kid. 
And I love my dad. He's my best friend in the entire world. His name's Chet, and uh, he gives me so much advice and wise counsel, and he prays for me. And in the times where I've strayed in life, I wouldn't be where I am without my dad. I love my dad so much. And I'll tell you what, when I, when it, when I think about my dad, you know, I, I, I put him as hero status, and he was a pastor, so I thought naturally I wanted to be a pastor. So I've kind of wrestled back and forth with this much of my life. Well, should I go into politics? Should I go into ministry? And I've, and I've gone back and forth. And I even started, I'm like halfway through a seminary degree, so <laughs> it's funny. But I, I've, I've gone back and forth for about 10 years. But he showed me this movie, Amazing Grace. William Wilberforce in the 1800s was used mightily when he became an evangelical Christian at the, at the age of 21. And he had served in the British Parliament in, this, in the House of Commons for five years. And he went to his pastor who was a former slave trader, and he went to him and said, look, you know, I, I feel like I want to quit politics and go into the ministry. And, and the pastor said, no, you should not do that. God can use you in politics. He can use you to make a difference in politics. <laughs> and, and so he gave his life, he wrung his life out for the next 50 years to end this terrible slave trade. And, it, and everything didn't come into fruition when he was alive. It actually more perfectly ended after he had passed. But he gave his entire life to a cause that was so much bigger than himself. And, and so... For me in my life, I want to be surrendered to God. I want to, I want to be used by God, whatever that looks like. And, and, and I don't know what that looks like. I may be in some type of ministry at some point. But, you know, right now, this is it. Getting to do Texas Youth Summit, that is a great thing in and of itself. Yeah. And, and let me say one more thing about Texas Youth Summit. Texas Youth Summit exists to educate young people on limited government, fiscal responsibility, American exceptionalism, and the Judeo-Christian values that America was founded on. I emphasize the last part because that's also very important. We exist to educate you to have the right values and principles so that you know why you believe what you believe. So that when you go off to college, you're not like this, this house built on sand, but you're built on a firm foundation and I know this because I've wavered in what I've believed at certain points in my life. Uh, my sophomore year of college, I had a really awesome, sweet, liberal teacher who tried really hard to get me to go to the, the other side's club, you know. And uh, she was so wonderful. And, you know, and I was listening. She showed us Michael Moore videos on climate change <laughs> and gun control. And I was listening. But thankfully, my dad turned me on to the great Rush Limbaugh. And so that was such a great thing for me because I completely changed trajectories. And my junior year of college, I was debating for college Republicans, and I made the school paper there at the University of Texas, and it completely changed my, uh, <laughs> we got some, I said howdy, y'all. I said howdy, come on. <laughs> we, got, we got some Aggies here, I can tell, right? And we got some Longhorns, I hope. <laughs> okay. You guys aren't even in the same conference. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
And, and so that, that completely changed course for me, and I, and I got on the right path. But I know that I've wavered in my life on what I believed. And, and so I want you to know why you believe what you believe. There was a point in my junior year of college where I challenged my professor who was making this um, claim that all Republicans were racist. And I, it was a 200-person auditorium. And I challenged him on that assertion. I said, why do you feel that way in front of everybody? And he got kind of red in the face. But see, I was a happy warrior. I fought him with a smile on my face. I was super kind about it. I was super kind about it. And then afterward, I kind of smoothed things over in his office. And we had a long conversation. That professor ended up writing me a letter of recommendation. And he's, yeah. So my, my point is, it's how you deal with people. Uh, you don't have to do what Antifa and Black Lives Matter Inc. go and do and, and burn things down and beat up police officers and, and t you know, tear down statues. What you do is you be a happy warrior. You be kind and loving and you fight for the right principles like a happy warrior like Ronald Reagan referred to with a smile on your face. You see? How can you hate somebody with a smile on their face? Stand up for God, stand up for country, stand up for family with a smile on your face. I want to challenge you to go out and make a difference because research shows that youth listen to their peers more than they listen to their uh, parents or other adults. You guys, you youth, I want to speak to you specifically you, are so important and powerful because you carry on the conservative message. They're listening to you. You can make a difference. Just talking to 10 of your friends, you can make a difference. And while I'm at it, I want to encourage everybody to go out and register to vote. Make sure that you go out and register to vote. You can make all of the difference in the world because people will listen to you. You have great influence. You can build up your social media and you can affect people. Uh, you have thousands and thousands of friends on social media and you can make a difference. Uh, recently, I'll just throw this out, this is totally impromptu, but uh, Lily Kate, she's uh, a leader with Texas Youth Summit. She's gotten involved with Prager University and Turning Point USA, and she's one of their leaders too. And, she, and she's using her social media platform uh, to influence other people for the conservative cause. She's on TikTok, communist TikTok, to make a difference and affect other people's lives. And so I think that's a very good thing. It can be on social media, but it can be very much interpersonal. But you can make a powerful difference with your friends, your family, your inner circle, and a lot of people that you're acquainted with. So use the power that you have to make a difference, because otherwise they're going to go listen to those socialists, or I should say communists, uh, Elon Omar and, and AOC. So we've got to stand up for America, and the way that we fight back is as happy warriors. You can make such a difference. And I want to encourage you, by the way, there are just two genders. I think we should be very clear about that. I don't care what your professors say or what anybody else says. There are just two genders, and I can't even keep up with it because they, they keep on growing. The, the list just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. 
<laughs> so there are just two genders, and you men, be men. Be strong. Roll around in the mud, fight a little bit for the things that matter. Stand up for something. Be chivalrous. Be strong. Be sensitive sometimes. But be strong. Fight. Fight for this country. Fight for your community. Fight for your family. Fight for God. Stand up for what's right. But stand up for the things that matter. And generally, I want to say that, you know, there's this whole notion of adulting that people say, like, hey, I'm finally adulting. Like, hey, I finally am not on my couch, and I'm finally getting a job, you know? I mean, it's like, I'm finally getting a big boy job, you know? Or I'm finally doing what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, our, our parents' and our grandparents' generations were so different. They worked so hard, especially our grandparents, to build this country. So I want to encourage us as millennials and Gen Z, don't wait till you're 35 to start adulting. Start right now. Get a job. Stand up for something. And I, and I, I know I don't really have to talk to any of you because you people are, are, you guys are perfect. But I'm talking to anybody else that might be listening. So uh, all that being said, you know, I think that something really special is going to happen at this conference. I think lives are going to be changed. Your trajectories are going to be changed. You're going to be used in a tremendous way. You're going to go out and make a difference. And I believe God is going to use you. So I want to encourage you to chase your dreams. Don't wait till way later on because you're never going to have enough time or enough money or enough people like you or want you to do whatever it is you're going to do, you have to start right now. And you take little baby steps. Because if you just leave your vision as something sort of fuzzy in your mind that doesn't really have any sort of action plan, it, it, it may never happen. Like if you wanted to go somewhere really special in the world, but you have no idea where you want to go, that's not good. Get a vision for what you want to do, but create a course of action, a plan to get there. Get out, go make a difference, and I know God will tremendously use you. I want to thank you for being at Texas Youth Summit. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you guys very much.